Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and in this episode of Major League Baseball Picks, I will outline the prices and numbers that I think make for good bets using the predictive mathematical model that I've built called Sideline for games scheduled to be played on Thursday, June 29th, 2023. In case you're new here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new for some explanations and community rules. Remember, if you're interested in projections of picks for every single game, sign up on Dub Club. That link's in the show description. Cost under $1 per day, and you will get a ton of information from me prices needed for a grade picks on the money line on the run line projected totals weather information and exclusive access to our discord chat again link in the show description check it out if you haven't yet remember that sports are unpredictable so the discussion on this show projects a typical game does not try to forecast it to a t as that'd be a foolish and a possible goal there are no right sides or wrong sides rather right and wrong prices now again we can disagree on those prices but this is the kind of probabilistic thinking that will be key to growing your bankroll instead of draining it. There are ups and downs over the course of a season, but with this sort of thinking that will balance out in the long run, it's simply hard to foresee before it happens. In other words, please understand that good and bad variants will occur. So while the long-run profitability has been proven, winning every single day is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, you know, got three picks for you here today. Um, one of them... I, I, I'm setting it up here to talk about, it, you know, it's, it's not drastically different than what we did here on um, Wednesday, you know, taking the Mariners at a price, like I was like minus 220 or something like that, minus 230, I don't know. Um, that number gets out before first pitch to 270, 280, 290 in some places. And, you know, I'm very leery of just using that and saying that makes it a good play. But when the number moves like that, it at least tells you that other people are seeing the similar things, you know, that I'm seeing, uh, that my model is seeing. And I think that's really a good example. Uh, the, the Mariners themselves are just a terrible example of baseball, um, especially just after what they did to us on Tuesday night. But, you know, the idea being everything's about probabilities and that is the same for whether you're at the minus 200 end of the spectrum or the plus 200 end of the spectrum. We're only just comparing the price available to the probability that it hits. However, you come up with your own probabilities, uh, whether it's my model, someone else's, whatever it may be, that's how we're going to approach this. That's how we're going to make money in the long run. Didn't work out for us with the Mariners. That's just the way baseball goes. It's the way sports go. Um, you know, and that's why I say, you know, I, I, and I've mentioned this on a lot of shows. I'm not trying to predict what happens in one game. I don't know what's going to happen in one game. Any fool who tells you they know what's going to happen in one game is crazy because because none of us do, right? All we all we can do is say this is the most likely scenario. This is on average how it plays out. Things like that, and and if it plays out in a typical manner on average, like we think it will, then this is the side you want to be on based off the current price. Uh, you know, with every game, with every favorite and every dog, there's a price you should play both of them. Now, sometimes that price may be really high or really low. Negative numbers get weird with that, right? Um, and the Mariners have been, you know, 
kind of terrible to us, <laughs> terrible to everybody this year. After last year, after last year being so good for us, making us so much money um, last year, you know, on, on this game, I, I definitely would not have said to play the Mariners at minus 250, minus 270, minus 290. Liked them in the lower minus 200s, uh, you know, but the Nationals would have been the same thing, right? I, I wouldn't have played them at the number they were available here, you know, 24 hours before first pitch when they were, uh, you know, only something like, you know, plus 200. That wasn't good enough. But as they closed in the plus 250s or something, now that becomes an interesting price. And so it's all about price. Um, that's really all, all I have to say about that. And so uh, whether we win or lose those games, um, we're always going to be price sensitive. And that's going to be our main focus. And in the end, it's going to work out. It's worked out for us so far this season. It's just I don't know what happens on a day-to-day basis. Uh, sometimes it works on any, vidu- on any individual day. Uh, but what I do know is I do know it works in the long run. So that's the, the principles and the practices that we're going to be using uh, here and today as well. But before we get to it, some reminders. Please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you won't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. You can see how I'm scaling picks on the screen and in the Google Sheet with season results, rankings, all sorts of goodies at links in the show description. But as always, with the scaling and with the picks, take what you like and leave the rest. I'm going to start off here with an afternoon game on Thursday, 12.35 p.m. Padres at the Pirates. Uh, it'll be a nice day, a little bit warm uh, for Pittsburgh standards. It's going to start off here. Uh, you know, low 70s going to warm up to about 80 degrees. Wind will be blowing mostly across, so no real wind effect, but slightly warm for that part of the country uh, for the totality of the season. So a slight boost to projected runs. Model projects 8.9 runs. Current total is 8.5. I'd be willing to go over 8, but I'm not going over 8.5. I'm going to pass on the total. Joe Musgrove, 388 ERA, underlying metrics. And that's pretty spot on. It's about where he projects. Um, good, not great, I guess is how I would how I would say he is. Uh, obviously, the Padres' offense is better than the Pirates, and the Pirates have struggled for the most part all season long. Uh, both bullpens, okay. Luis Ortiz will get the ball for the Pirates. I think the 374 ERA is a mirage. Uh, underlying metrics suggest it should be much higher. I think the, the Padres have a pretty big edge at starting pitcher, but... I mean, you saw what happened here on Wednesday. The Pirates, you know, really taking it to the Padres and just crushing them. Uh, they, they won Tuesday as well. Uh, we had an A-grade pick on the Pirates on Tuesday and they won. We had an A-grade pick on the Pirates on Wednesday and they won. I don't know. Let's just do it again. Pirates won plus 163 is an A-grade pick. And this is the pick I, you know, oh, I was talking about earlier with Price. It's all about the price. Um you know, do do I ever think a an underdog is going to win if you ask me what's the most likely thing to happen? And that's uh, some of you are like, I got it. I've heard the message, but a lot of people are newer here and I'm a teacher. I'm a, I'm a real professor. Right. And so I'm trying to help people understand. So just hang with me here. I'm not going to go on too long about this. But if you ask me what the most likely thing to happen is, and I would say every favorite would win. That's the most likely thing that's going to happen. But we're not actually caring about what's likely to happen because we aren't betting this at 50-50, right? We're betting it based off the price. And 
Are the Pirates going to win this game? I have no idea. What I can tell you is that plus 163 is too high of a price. It's been too high of a price, and it's worked out. That doesn't mean this will work out, though. Um, I just think in the long run, these are the types of picks that that profit us. It's gone well for us this series. I'm going to back the Pirates again here at home. Model says they win this 42% of the time, and if you win 42% of the time at plus 163, that's a great investment. So, again, it's all about the price. Anything plus 149 or better gets an A gray model says the price should be plus 140. So fantastic odds here on the Pirates. Uh, if you're looking at run line action, the plus one and a half, uh, minus 114 would be the A grade play for that. And if you're looking for a little fun reverse run line action here, an A grade on the Pirates winning by more than one would be plus 314. So something to keep in mind there. Uh, if you want a little plus odds play here on Thursday, maybe take a shot at that and see what happens. To the night slate here, 6.10 p.m. Eastern Marlins at the Red Sox. Pretty typical night in Boston with regards to the weather here. Uh, low 70s, upper 60s. Wind will be blowing out. That's going to give us a higher expected number of runs. Fenway, though, is so hit or miss with the runs, and we've kind of seen it all season. Um, sometimes even within the same game. There's been multiple games where we've had either the over or the under, and seven innings have gone one way and two have gone the other way or, or, or vice versa. So you never really know what you're going to get at Fenway. It can provide a lot of crooked numbers, but it can also provide, you know, a lot of ho-hum innings. So you just never really know what you're going to get. Uh, those park dimensions just kind of create weirder scenarios, but it will be, uh, you know, a, a hitter-friendly park. And with the wind blowing out, slightly more hitter-friendly than usual. Jesus Lazardo versus Brian Bayo, two really solid pitchers here. Lazardo's probably a little bit better than his 377 ERA. Bayo's probably not quite as good as that 327 ERA. Both these guys are pretty good, though. Uh, according to the model, Lazardo gets an 85 grade, Bayo gets an 89 grade, where 100 is average and lower is better. So both these are good pitchers. Um, no real complaints for either one. No, no real mirages. Uh, again, if you just look at ERAs, you might be a little misled. I think Lazardo is the better pitcher here, but I think both these guys are solid. Um, have no problem backing either one of them. Uh, Bullpen-wise, when you're comparing the sides, Marlins bullpen I have is better than the Red Sox bullpen, but I have the Red Sox offense better. The catch there is that the Red Sox uh, are pretty left-handed heavy, so facing a lefty, they get a little bit of a ding there. So with all that said, I think the Marlins uh, should be favored in this game if it were at a neutral site. I think they have a slight edge at starting pitcher. I think their offensive edge uh, or their offensive deficiencies are going to be a little bit mass facing a lefty, the better bullpen. But the games at Fenway, all of that makes it about a coin toss situation. I can't touch the side on this one. I don't think there's really good value on either side. It's too coin tossy. I'm looking for uh, plus odds on the Red Sox right now. It's minus 115. I'm looking for at least plus 110 on the Marlins right now. It's plus 105. So for now, no pick on the side. I think if I get good enough plus odds, I take a chance. Uh, this is exactly the same forecast I've had on this game for Tuesday and Wednesday. It worked on Tuesday. It didn't on Wednesday. But both situations, I'm just looking for plus odds because these are really coin toss games between these two teams, the way that's set up. Uh, on Tuesday, it turned out that we got some really good plus odds on, uh, on the Marlins with Sandy, and that worked out great. On Wednesday, we got plus odds on the Red Sox that didn't work out great, but Hey, between the two games were up because we took plus odds in both games. So there's a, there's, you know, you don't, you don't want to just take the plus odds because favorites win a lot, right? But you want to take those plus odds when the price is right. And in this case, being pretty close to a coin toss, I'd be happy with good plus odds on either side. 
just need a little bit higher in the Marlins and it's there. Need any plus odds in the Red Sox, not there. So I, I just don't think there's any value on, on passing. I am going to play the over though. And you might think, wait a minute. I thought you just said you like both these pitchers. I do. It's just, it's Fenway Park and, and the wind blowing out. And I think it's just a, a good chance we get some crooked numbers. I'm going to go over nine model projects, 9.7. Um, there's really nothing more to it than this is a tough park to put up zeros in consistently. We saw the game on Wednesday go under. Um, didn't touch the total on that one, but it did stay under this number. And these are decent enough pitchers, but Fenway Park can play really hitter friendly. And so in the long run, I'm going to trust that that makes sense here and go over nine. I would not go over nine and a half. I want that push protection on nine. I wouldn't lay too big of juices as much as I want to lay. I don't want to lay any more than minus 120. But I think you're at minus 120 over nine. It's a pretty solid investment here for this one. And then a late night game here, Rockies hosting the Dodgers, upper 60s for this one, but the wind will be blowing out. Coors Field always plays hitter friendly with the wind blowing out. It's going to play even more hitter friendly. There should be a lot of runs in this one. And here's the thing, Chase Anderson for the Rockies, 579 ERA. Advanced metrics say maybe not quite that bad, but obviously he's not a good pitcher. The Dodgers should really score a ton of runs off of him. And Emmett Sheehan, I know, has looked really good for his first two starts, but the advanced metrics say it is all smoke and mirrors. And it's not just the fact that he's coming straight from double A, which does have me usually skeptical on a pitcher. It's just, you know, when you look under the hood, he's he's not getting a lot of swings and misses. He's having a lot of hard hit balls off of him. It's, it's, it's a lot of, you know, None of the fly balls are getting out of the park, that sort of thing. And that stuff comes around in the long run. And I just do not think that he's as good as this 150 ERA. I know he's looked good so far. It's only two starts, though. And so I have no problem fading him one way or the other. Right now, though, I can't really get behind the Rockies. I'm almost there taking a chance on the dog. Wednesday's game hasn't finished yet, but the Rockies do have a lead late. It's kind of in peril, so we'll see how that plays out. But we took a chance with the dog on the Rockies on Wednesday. And whether that wins or not, it's looking like a really smart investment because it's very toss-up-y and we got massive plus odds. And that's kind of how I view this one. I just want better odds because at least on Wednesday, I had Kyle Freeland going who did struggle in one inning. Other than that one inning, the Rockies would be up huge right now. Got a missed third strike call or a close third strike call that he wanted. Gives up a home run to Mookie Betts. But I feel like I had a chance with Freeland and it didn't work out. He missed that pitch on that, that third strike. Just missed it. He gives up the home run, right? But I feel like I at least had a chance with Freeland. I don't really feel like I have much of a chance with Chase Anderson. So I want bigger odds right now. It's plus 177 on the Rockies. A grade's plus 180. So I just got to get over that threshold. I'm holding out. If it gets there, I'll put a little bit on the Rockies and see if they can pull it out. And a game that might get weird, just like Wednesday night's game has gotten weird. Um, but otherwise, I'm definitely not laying it with the Dodgers. I want no part of backing him at Sheehan. I just, I, so far, so good, sure. But I just am hands off. I'm not touching him because the underlying metrics suggest it ain't going to end pretty if he if he doesn't do something different. And where's that going to go awry? Where where would it go awry that, hmm, I've been lucky and all my fly balls happen to stay in the yard. Well, where's that going to go awry? Coors Field with the wind blowing out, right? Who knows if that'll happen? I don't know, but it wouldn't be shocking, right? If all of a sudden he gets hit around in that park, it's no shocking when anybody gets hit around in that park, you know? Um I'm going to go over 12 and a half. I'd go over 13 on this one if if that's what you're looking at. A little bit of juice on 12 and a half. I don't love the juice on 12 and a half. I'd rather go over 13 because this game is either going to fly over or it's going to be 
accidentally go under because course field gets weird too, right? A little bit less than Fenway with its variance, but it still can be pretty variable. Uh, model projects almost 14 runs. And bottom line is, again, Chase Anderson is going to give up a lot of runs to the Dodgers. I don't think we could doubt that. And the Rockies at home hit better, and I just don't have any faith in Sheehan. So I really think this is going to be another – you know, near double digit to double digit type game. So I'm the Rockies if the price gets better, but over, I think makes a lot of sense here uh, in cores. Don't play a ton of totals in cores, but this is you know, over or under, but I think this is a good one to be on. That's all I've got for you here today. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can enjoy all the sports betting content provided on this channel that was dropped right into your feed. I'll be back again tomorrow with more sports betting content. And until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please, don't bet you're eating money.